<laughs> oh, isn't that great? Hello, Cathedral family. God is good. And all the time. Thanks so much for being here. Wherever you're at on campus, those who are watching online, different sites around the Bay Area, thanks so much for being here. In the month of August, what we're doing is, well, it's movie month here at Cathedral, and we're looking at some of the big blockbuster movies of the summer, some of the themes that you find in those movies, and what the Bible has to say about those themes. Last week, we looked at the idea of how you can live an incredible life, even if you weren't in the movie, when you get in touch with the GPS and the wonderful way that God has made you, you're on your way to an incredible life. Today, I want to talk to you about Mission Impossible. Now, before the movie, there was a TV series, and whether it was the TV series or the movie, in every one, there is this point in the introduction and it's always the same. There's a voice that comes on and says, this is your mission if you choose to accept it. Then they go on to describe the mission, which sounds impossible. And then at the end of the message, well, it says, help me out with this. This message will self-destruct in five, four, three, two, one. And poof, there's a puff of smoke. And then, well, the person ends up taking on the mission anyway. Tom Cruise always takes the mission because it's Tom Cruise. <laughs> and you find out at the end of the movie, the mission seemed impossible, but actually it was possible. And so the big idea for this weekend is what are you facing right now in your life? It looks difficult. It feels impossible. I saw a sign online. It said, Mission Impossible, not eating a French fry on the way home through, from the drive-thru. <laughs> That's a tough one. I, I saw this still of a, a mouse trying to get the cheese out of the trap. Mission Impossible, or this comic of a lady trying to lose weight on the treadmill while she's having a feast at the same time. Mission Impossible. What are you facing in your life right now? It seems more than an annoyance. It is difficult, almost feels impossible to you. At the start of the year, my brother and I you know, we have the most wonderful family here at Cathedral of Faith. I just want to thank you for the way you've asked about my dad and prayed about my dad. Can we give God praise for our family here at Cathedral of Faith? We have an amazing family. Thank you. At the start of the year, my brother and I, when we were looking at the health of my dad, we didn't think he was going to make it through the end of March. He was declining so fast and my dad's heart was to be able to make it to his granddaughter's graduation. That was the end of May. But I've got to tell you, it looked impossible. It really did. We weren't sure he was going to make it to March, let alone the end of May. 
But thanks be to God, what's impossible with man is possible with God. Amen? And so at the end of May, my dad was sitting right here. He was able to attend his granddaughter's graduation. And at the most recent meeting with the doctor, just this past week, now the doctor, he said, look, I'm not God. He can't guarantee things. But the doctor says, it looks like my dad should make it to next month where he'll celebrate his 63rd wedding anniversary. Hallelujah. Amen. And it looks like my dad will make it to the month after that where he'll celebrate his 88th birthday. Can somebody say amen? And he said, it looks like we'll at least be able to celebrate one more Christmas together. Thanks be to God, what's impossible with man is possible with God. Hallelujah! What situation are you looking at? And it's more than a slight annoyance. It's really difficult. It feels impossible to you. A situation in your career that just seems impossible. Or a situation with your finances that seems impossible. Or this situation in your family and it just seems impossible. An emotional challenge that you're facing and it seems impossible. We're going to follow the story of a man in the Bible by the name of Gideon who was facing a mission that seemed impossible. But what's impossible with man is possible with God. Let faith begin to build in your heart today. In fact, this is your mission if you choose to accept it. Let faith start to rise in your heart. Five, four, three, two, one. Let faith start to rise in your heart. We are the cathedral of faith. Let faith start to rise in your heart. This is a place where everybody's welcome, nobody's perfect, where the love is lived out, and where anything is. Where anything is. Where anything is. Because we serve an amazing God. Can we give God praise? Amen. Hallelujah. In fact, if you'll stand with me together, everybody stand with me to read the words of Jesus together on the screens. Read this out loud with me. Let's fill this place with the word of God. Everyone say it. Jesus looked at them and said, with man, this is impossible but with God, all things are possible. One more time. Jesus looked at them and said, with man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. Can we give God praise for his word? Jesus, we take you at your word today. Before you're seated, look at someone and tell them I'm ready for a faith lift. Go ahead and do that. I'm ready for a faith lift today. You can follow along 
in your outline as we track with the story of Gideon. The first thing we see is in the story of Gideon, Gideon, God sees more in us than we see in ourselves. Who is Gideon and what's his story all about? There was a Sunday school teacher that was teaching her third graders. She was quizzing them on how much they knew about Gideon. She wanted to find out if they knew his name. So she said, who's the man in the Bible that God used and he led 300 men to defeat the enemy army? Blank stares. So she gave him another clue. At first he was afraid, so God gave him a sign. Still blank stares. She gave him another clue. He has the same name of the of the people who put Bibles in all the hotel rooms. One little boy shot up his hand and he said, I know, I know, his name is Hilton. (laughs) Missed it by that much. Now, who is Gideon? Maybe you've heard his story. Maybe you've never heard his story. And what is his story all about? Well, the first thing we learn And Gideon's story is that God sees more in us than we see in ourselves. There was a time in the life of the nation of Israel where they're living in the promised land, but they're facing an enemy. Did you know you can be in your promised land and still be facing an enemy? So they're facing an enemy, and the enemy would raid the village and ransack the village and take all of the crops and livestock. And it happened over and over and over and over and over and over and over. They were relentless. And in the middle of this situation, we first hear about Gideon. And the Bible says that Gideon was threshing wheat in a wine press. Time out. What's he doing threshing wheat in a wine press? A wine press is used for making wine. A a threshing floor is used for threshing wheat. But here we find Gideon threshing wheat in the wine press. The reason is because he's afraid. He's hiding from the enemy. He could hide in the wine press so the enemy wouldn't see him. So he takes the wheat to the wine press. He's afraid and hiding. And that's when an angel shows up and says to Gideon, The angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon. He said, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Excuse me? Gideon is hiding in the wine press. And the angel calls him mighty warrior. And that's the first takeaway. Is that God sees something in us that we don't see in ourselves. God sees more than where we're at. He sees what we can become. He sees more than we see. 
And God speaks this word to Gideon because he knows there's a mighty warrior on the inside of Gideon that's waiting to get out. And God is trying to change Gideon's vision of himself. It's a little bit like this picture right over here. Over here you can see a picture of an older woman. And this older woman that seems to be worn down, when you look at it, this is what you see. But if you take that same picture, the same person, and you flip it upside down, all of a sudden you have a princess. The same person, the same picture. It all depends on the way that you see them. When God looks at us, he sees more than what we see. He turns our lives right side up. We may see ourselves as a loser, but God sees us as a winner. We may see ourselves as a victim, but God sees us as victorious. We may see ourselves as overcome, but God sees us as an overcomer. We may see ourselves hiding in the wine press, but God sees more than that. God sees a mighty warrior on the inside that is waiting to get out. Can we give God praise? Amen. God sees more in you than you see in yourself. How do you see yourself this weekend? I think about my dad when he was growing up. We're going to have more people in church on the weekend than lived in the town where he grew up. He lived in a tiny little town. And one day when he was 12 years old, he wanders into this tiny little church. And the pastor gave the altar call. And there were three people that came down front for that altar call that wanted to turn their lives over to Jesus. And I wonder, I really wonder, really, when the pastor looked at my dad, I wonder what he saw. When the other people, the few people in that church looked at my dad, I wonder what they saw. I wonder how my dad, 12 years old with broken English in this tiny little town, I wonder how my dad saw himself. But God always sees more than we see. God sees our destiny. God sees our future. God saw in my dad someone who would one day found the cathedral of faith in the San Jose area to the glory of God. God always sees more than we see. Amen? God sees something in you that you don't even see in yourself. Allow God to help you to see. Because with God, anything is Anything is. That brings us to the next part of the story. The next part of the story is to see your problem, the size of your problem in relationship to the size of your God. And this is so very important. A while back, I'm, I went to a, a show at the Performing Arts Center, and then I was hungry, and so I was walking downtown over to 4th Street Pizza to get a bite to eat. So I'm walking downtown, minding my own business, and this guy starts screaming at me. A young guy just starts screaming at me. I guess I have that kind of face. Amen. <laughs> but he didn't like my sweatshirt. I had a Raider sweatshirt on. 
He must have been a 49er fan. And so I'm minding my own business, walking down the sidewalk. I just want a piece of pizza, man. And he's in my face trying to pick a fight with me. But I wasn't rattled at all. You know why? Because I am one bad dude. I got my blue suede shoes on. That's not why I wasn't rattled. But I have my best friend with me, and he is one bad dude. And so I wasn't rattled at all. And I wonder how your week, I mean, really, I wonder how your week would be different if you knew who was with you and you knew who was for you. Not just abstractly, not just theologically, but existentially, you lived in that awareness that God is with you and God is for you. Instead of focusing on the size of my problem, I'm going to focus on the size of my God. Boy, that changes everything. Amen? You know, God says to Gideon, he's building his faith, Gideon, I will certainly be with you, and you will strike down the Midianites as if they were only one man. I will be with you. Say that with me. I will be with you. See, that's the key. I can take on the mission because God is with me. And instead of looking at the size of my problem, I'm going to focus on the size of my God. So how big is my God? Is my vision of God a little g God? See, when my God is too small, when my God is too small, then I end up worshiping without awe or praying without faith or serving without joy or suffering without hope. When my God is too small, a little g God, I end up stuck in the wine press day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year. Today is the day to increase your vision of God. That if God is with you and God is for you, you can live a great big life because you serve a great big God. Let's give God praise, amen. Hallelujah. Anything is because we serve an amazing God. Now, where is this story with Gideon going? So he has, well, the mission. And now he, well, we see what you could call struggling faith and the patience with God. Make sure you catch this. He asked God for a sign. I read about this one guy who asked God for a sign. He said, God, if you want me to have a donut today, when I drive by the donut shop, make sure there's an open parking space. That will be my sign. 
And so God gave him that sign after circling the donut shop five times. He found an empty parking space. Gideon asked for a sign, but he has the promise of God. The promise of God is enough, amen? Amen. The assurance of God is enough, amen? amen? It should be enough. But Gideon's like all of us where his faith is a little bit weak and wobbly. And so he says, God, if you'll just give me a sign. Look what Gideon says. If I have found favor in your eyes, give me a sign. This is really you talking to me. God, I'll make this offering. And if fire consumes the offering, I'm good to go, ready to take on the mission. And so God, in his patience, gives him the sign. And Gideon is good to go. Or is he? God, I know you gave me a sign, but please, Gideon said to God, you promised you would use me to save Israel. Please do something else for me. If you'll give me one more sign, then I will be good to go. I'll take this piece of wool and I'll put it outside. And in the morning, if the wool is dry and the ground around it is wet... That will be my sign. If you were growing up in church and you ever heard the term putting out a fleece before the Lord, this is the story that it comes from. So God is patient. And sure enough, the next morning, the wool is dry and the ground is wet. And now Gideon is good to go. Or is he? Then Gideon said to God, don't be angry with me. Let me ask you for just one more thing. Just one more thing. Who is this guy, Columbo? Just one more thing, God. If you'll give me one more sign. This time I'll put the wool out. And if the wool is wet and the ground around it is dry... Then I'll be good to go. I'll be good to go. Have you ever had your patience tried? How many parents are in the house? Oh my. Then you'll identify with one of my favorite stories. It's about a, this little boy who hated to go to bed. He just hated to go to bed. So he would make up any excuse to not go to sleep. Uh, So mom made sure that everything was done, that the little boy had something to drink, a little water, and and then tucked him in and said, it's time for bed, go to sleep. The mom starts to walk out, and the boy says, mom, can I have a glass of water? And mom says, you just had a glass of water. It's time to go to bed. Now close your eyes and go to sleep. So she leaves the room, and she hears a minute or two later, mom, can you bring me a glass of water? And mom knows he's just dragging it out. No, honey, you already had a glass of water. So close your eyes. It's time to go to bed. A couple minutes later, little boy says, Mom, can you bring me a glass of water? And mom has had it up to here. Honey, you had a glass of water. I love you. It's time to go to sleep. 
close your eyes. If you say another word, I'm going to have to come in there and give you a, a spanking. So there was silence for a while. And then mom heard, Mom, when you come in here to spank me, can you bring me a glass of water? Man, your patience. You know, if this was me, you know, Gideon, I gave you a sign. I gave you another sign. Come on, man. Say that with me. Come on, man. Just man up and take on the mission. But God is patient. Look at what this says. So that night, God did it. Don't miss the message. Someone needs to hear this today. God believes in you. You may not believe in yourself, but God believes on you. You may have given up on yourself, but God has not given up on you. God takes us, even our weak, wobbly faith, and he works with us because he is committed to bringing that mighty warrior that's on the inside of you out. God sees your future. God sees your destiny, and he is doing everything he can to make sure that that dream becomes a reality. The Bible says, being confident of this, he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion. Can we give God praise for his patience? Hallelujah. Thank you, God, for your patience with us. Well, here at Cathedral of Faith, we believe that anything is because we serve an amazing God. And that brings us to this last part of the story of Gideon. What's going to happen? God shows up and God shows off. God shows up and God shows off. So Gideon rallies the troops and he has 32,000 troops. And the enemy has 130,000. So that means they're outnumbered four to one. And so God says to Gideon, let's talk about troops. And Gideon says, that's a great idea. Let's talk about troops. And God says to Gideon, you have too many troops. Gideon says, I have too many troops? God says, yes, you have too many troops. Here's what I want you to do. Go to the army and tell them, those who tremble with fear can turn back. And Gideon's thinking, well, these are soldiers, positive peer pressure. Who's going to walk away? And then one guy walks away. And then two guys walk away. And after everybody's walked away, 22,000 soldiers walk away. So now Gideon is left with 10,000. He was outnumbered four to one. Now he's outnumbered 13 to one. And God says, let's talk about troops. Gideon says, that's a great idea. Let's talk about troops. God says, you still have too many troops. Gideon says, I have too many troops. Yeah, you still have too many troops. So here's what I want you to do, Gideon. I want you to take all of the men down to get a drink of water. There are still too many men. Take them down to the water. Some men will drink the way dogs do. They will lap up the water with their tongues. And those are the ones who I want you to keep for the army. Now, when we hear the word dog, how many are dog people in the house? Let me see. Yeah. 
we have a dog, and the dog's name is Arthur. You can see a picture of my wife with Arthur. My wife loves that dog. That dog eats better than I do. And when we, you know, when my wife and I are going away, she doesn't have a note to say, here's how to take care of the dog. She has a list that she prints out. This is how you feed the dog. This is what you feed the dog. This is when you walk the dog. This is how far you walk the dog. You know, he's an Irish wolfhound. Make sure you put, tuck him in bed at night and with his Irish blanket. And she's got this long list. One time she's going over the list with my son. And at the end of the list, my son says, man, how did this dog survive for 2,000 years? <laughs> if it takes that much care. So we love dogs, but in the culture of that day, it was a whole different picture. Whenever you read about a dog in the Bible, there's a negative connotation. And that's why when he says, I want you to keep the guys who drink like dogs, these are the puppies that I want in the army. It's like saying, the guys that would be the last ones you would keep. The dogs, those are the ones that I want to be in your army. And so now Gideon is down to 300. They were the original 300. He's down to 300. The odds, he is outnumbered 450 to 1. Sometimes God shows up. Other times God shows off because God wants you to know that you 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 know that he is the one who won your battle. He is the one who gave you the victory. God wants you to experience him in an over-the-top way. He says to Gideon, I want to hand Midian over to you, but you have too many men for me to do that. Then Israel might brag, my own strength has saved me. If you're facing an impossible situation, with God, all things are possible. God may show up and then God may show off and do something in your life that is so over the top, more than you could ever ask or imagine, that you know you can't take any credit for it at all. All you can do is give God the glory because with God, all things are possible. Let's give God praise, amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. At Cathedral of Faith, we believe that anything is because we serve an amazing God. I want you to hear from one lady who's a part of our church, her and her family. They're wonderful people. And she was facing an impossible situation at work. But God, well, nothing is impossible with God. And as you listen to the story of how God turned her situation around, think about the impossible situation that you're facing, and let faith begin to rise in your heart.
My name is Helen Daniel. I've been attending Cathedral for about 28 years. The impossible situation that I was facing was that I was, um, I got a position where my skill set didn't quite match uh, what was required. Um, so the first time I got a performance review that said needs improvement. So I sat down with my manager, we planned out what I need to get done. Um, so I was doing really well in that, but again, the second time um, I got a needs improvement again. Because of the performance review that I had gotten, uh, it was not easy to find another position because people don't really want to take somebody that needs improvement that they don't know very well. So the two things, the two verses that I kept in my mind was Romans 8.28. All things work together for those um, who are called upon His purpose and God was gonna do all good works in me. Psalm 46.10, be still and know that I am God. And so I kept repeating that. And um, that was a good break that I needed at the right time. And a lot of times when we think that nothing is possible now and we give up hope, if we believe in God, He always comes through. And His, what we ask for and His answer might not match, but His timing is always perfect. And my prayer throughout this whole um, challenge was, God, I, I know I'm facing my Red Sea and I, you're gonna part it. So let your will be done. And I'm glad I had that small uh, grain of faith to take me there. And of course, in only the way that God can do, He brought the very person that made me feel like I wasn't gonna, I wasn't good enough, come through for me and say she's perfect for that job. And because of her recommendation, I was able to get this new position where I am happy where I'm at. I love what I do. I love the team. I have a lot of respect. Um, for my manager and God has made that possible. The message that I have for anybody that wants to give up, that feels like they can't breathe, is breathe. Keep repeating the verse. Keep reading your Bible. Keep having faith. And all God asks is for a mustard seed amount of faith. That's not a lot. So have that faith. Continue to fight and stay positive. Uh, and believe in yourself, and it will all work out for those who believe in the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you for your faithfulness. Here at Cathedral of Faith, we believe that anything is. Everyone stand with me, please. Just kind of lock in. Wherever you're at on campus, those watching online, I want us to take just a moment and really lock in on God. 
the God who's bigger than the problem you're facing. You know, with heads bowed, how many would say, Pastor Ken, today I'm facing a difficult situation. It's more than an annoyance. It's hard. It's a problem. It's a situation. It's a circumstance. It's difficult. You could even say that it's, when you just look at it, it seems impossible. If you're facing that kind of situation today, I I just want to agree with you that God's in the house. He cares about you. He loves you. Slip up your hand real high and just say, Pastor Ken, that's me. That's me. Oh, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. You can put your hands down. Pastor Vaughn, I'm going to ask you to lead us in that course a couple times through before I pray. Pastor Vaughn sang it earlier, and I just let faith and victory start to get in your spirit. That with man, it may be impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Pastor Vaughn, would you lead in that course? God is fighting for us, pushing back the darkness, lighting up the kingdom that cannot be shaken. In the name of Jesus, enemies defeated, we will shout it out, shout it out. God is fighting for us, pushing back the darkness, lighting up the that cannot be shaken in the name of Jesus enemies defeated and we will shout it out shout it out Father, we take our eyes off of our problem and we lift our eyes up towards you. We catch a fresh vision of you today. Oh God, you are majestic. You are mighty. Lord, nothing is too hard for you. And so today, with our eyes upon you, we declare victory over our enemy. In Jesus' name, For Jesus' glory, the battle is not ours. The battle belongs to you. God, we pray that you would show up and that you would show off and that you would receive all of the glory and all of the honor because we would know that we know that we know that this truly is a God thing. Amen and amen and amen. Let's give God praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. A cathedral of faith, we believe that anything is. Anything is. Boy, let that get in your spirit today. Amen. Amen.